0: Hi everyone, my name is Ryan Noach, I'm a medical doctor and I'm currently the Chief Executive Officer of Discovery Health and I'm quite excited to use this opportunity today to talk to you and about coronavirus and about the COVID-19 epidemic that we're seeing breaking out all over the world. The reason I'm excited is because one of the most important things we can do is to understand as much as possible about the disease. There's lots of misinformation at the moment and real facts uh, and really grounded evidence around the disease is absolutely critical to our response and to ensuring that we try not to get infected and protect our families, our clients and our loved ones. So firstly, what is coronavirus? A coronavirus is a family of viruses, typically communicated from animals to humans, otherwise known as zoonotic infections. It means that as humans we catch it from an animal originally. And there are seven known coronaviruses in the world. Um, Four of these are actually very common. And for those of you that have kids, it's very likely that your kids at some stage have had a coronavirus infection which causes a common cold or maybe a mild flu-like syndrome. So it's very common actually, this coronavirus. There are three that are responsible for outbreaks. You may remember the SARS outbreak from China some years ago or the MERS outbreak which was the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. Those were both coronavirus outbreaks and this latest scare and this global health emergency that we're facing at the moment is a coronavirus which has been labeled SARS-CoV-2. And that's the name of the virus, SARS-CoV-2, and that virus causes the disease COVID-19. The World Health Organization has labeled the disease COVID-19, the 19 obviously being 2019 when it was first identified. So now that you know what coronavirus is, it's obviously very important to understand how you can catch it. And coronavirus seems to be transmitted by saliva droplet spread. That seems to be the primary means of transfer. So when we speak, cough, sneeze, there are saliva droplets that come out of our mouths and those saliva droplets contain the virus. And unfortunately, this coronavirus, this SARS-CoV-2, is highly infectious. What does that mean? It means the average flu, the influenza that we tend to catch on a seasonal basis every year, affects... 1.4 people or cross-infects, 1.4 people for every person that is infected. In the case of coronavirus SARS-CoV-2 that rate is about 2.6. So it's almost double the contagion rate of the normal seasonal influenza. This means that it's highly contagious, it spreads quickly, and you're quite likely to catch it if somebody nearby has got it. Uh, So be careful and watch out and be aware for somebody around you that's sick. So how do you go about preventing infection? The most important thing is around basic hygiene. Uh, Be very careful to wash your hands, not to touch your face or your mouth or your lips, particularly with your hands regularly. Uh, Disinfect everything around you that you can, within normal limits and normal behavior, not to be obsessive about it. But alcohol disinfectant is a good thing to disinfect those things around you and that you're touching regularly. And obviously, in the phase of the epidemic where it's everywhere, where we reach this mitigation phase where there's a lot of people infected, uh, we encourage something called social distancing. Social distancing means just take precautions, uh, not to encourage too much physical contact and not to be in too much close proximity with people. Uh, So handshakes are discouraged, otherwise preferably just greet with a nod of the head, avoid hugs. And at a phase where uh, we are really worried, we would encourage that you don't attend big public gatherings. Uh, or go to places where lots of people are forced together in a small place, and that is definitely the best way to prevent infection. What's useful about this is these are easy preventive habits. They're simple things to do. We can make them into habits that we do and don't even think about every day, and it really does protect us from the disease. So what is happening across the world? Well, Talking about prevention, what's happened in China and South Korea is actually very interesting. I think as you all know the disease started in China and that there was quite a severe outbreak in China. But what's very very comforting about the Chinese experience is that they've reduced the number of new infections in China to almost nothing. Yesterday. There were only 46 new infections reported in China. Isn't that amazing? From thousands and thousands of new infections every day, they're down to 46 a day. And what have they done to achieve that? They've done what I'm telling you about now. They've introduced simple preventive habits, good personal hygiene, lots of social distancing. And in areas that were severely affected, they've encouraged people to stay home so that there is limited interpersonal contact and this has resulted in good control of the outbreak. We've seen a very similar pattern in South Korea where at one stage they had a thousand new infections a day, now they're down to less than a hundred new infections a day and that high risk area seems to have become very well controlled but again through a very disciplined social distancing and hygiene approach. In Europe, what's slightly more worrying is that they have not been as successful or as forceful in achieving these basic preventive measures, and we're seeing quite rampant spread across parts of Europe at the moment with Italy being the worst affected. In Italy they have now about 10,000 people who are infected uh, and unfortunately with an older population in the northern parts of Italy being affected there is quite a high morbidity and mortality rate. What does morbidity and mortality mean? Morbidity means how sick you get and mortality means whether you can actually die from this disease. So speaking of the morbidity and mortality, what we're seeing across the world is that the people that are most at risk in an infection with COVID-19 are definitely the elderly, particularly those over the age of 70, and those people who are living with a chronic illness. And in these groups of people, the elderly and those living with a chronic illness, unfortunately, about 20% of the people who catch the virus tend to get quite sick. And a high percentage of those, unfortunately, uh, tend to die. And that mortality rate seems to be somewhere between 1 and 3%, which is quite a bit higher than the seasonal flu. Without wanting to make you anxious, let me just point out that the number of people in these countries that are getting infected is still very, very tiny, with way less than one person for every 10,000 people in the population being infected. The number of deaths around the world is under 10,000 deaths for all of the 120,000 infections that have happened at the moment. When we compare that to something like tuberculosis, a disease that we deal with every day in African context, TB is currently killing about 250,000 people a year. And so just to create a little bit of calm and put this in context, You should realize that the mortality associated with TB and the number of deaths we're seeing on an ongoing basis around TB is much higher than the number of deaths we're seeing with this COVID-19 outbreak at the moment. What's of really significant concern associated with this global outbreak is in fact the economic impact that the outbreak has. We've been talking all along about the health impact and the disease and the mortality that it causes. But on the economic side, I'm sure you would have all seen massive routing of global stock markets, including our South African stock market a couple of days ago, with enormous value taken out of stock markets by skittish investors where sentiment is really concerned about what the impact of this outbreak will be. The outbreak will Almost certainly affect supply chains and cause a slowing of supply chains which means production and manufacturing may well suffer. It also may well result in lots of people having to work at home and being quarantined for their own safety and that will affect productivity and with an effect on productivity you may well have have an effect on gross domestic product and on economic prosperity and so it seems very clear that gross domestic product or GDP and economic growth will slow down through this period. This is quite worrying and unfortunate because particularly for small and medium enterprise who depend on cash flow on a regular basis, this could have severe consequence. And so we should be really aware of this. We should plan for this and think about it. And we should do everything we can to try and support small and medium enterprise through this experience. Thanks so much for your time and for listening to this podcast. I hope it gives you a better understanding of what SARS-CoV-2 and this coronavirus outbreak is. And importantly, I hope it helps to keep you calm and reassured that we're doing everything possible, that only a small number of people are being affected, and that this is in fact a manageable outbreak.